Recently, I had to go through the whole license renewal process. I put in all my basic info and then hesitated on the question, do you want to become an organ donor? Of course, I want the opportunity to save someone's life, but I paused because I didn't really know the details behind the process. Do you just die and somehow someone finds you and gets your organs? Or are there certain limitations and circumstances? I'm sure I'm not the only one with these questions, so I decided to ask around and find out what that little red heart really means. Well, what it means when you sign up is that you um, are willing to and, you know, want to help other people with with your gifts of tissue, eye, and, and organs. Lots and lots of things have to happen. So just because you're signed up doesn't mean you're, you're automatically going to be a donor. That was Betsy Miner-Swartz. She's the communications specialist at Gift of Life Michigan, the only organization of its kind in the state that helps maintain, promote, and just simply make organ donation happen. It sounds weird, but you kind of have to die in a certain way for you to be able to donate your organs in the first place. Betsy says the overwhelming majority of organ donors have had some sort of traumatic brain injury. This could include a stroke, brain tumor, hemorrhage, heart attack, or any severe head injury like something from a car accident. And what happens then is your organs are are kept working by mechanical means, but that your brain has been declared legally dead. Being declared brain dead is a precise procedure. I spoke with neurologist and MSU associate professor, Dr. Glenn Ackerman, to find out what has to happen. We have to know the reason the person is in that state. In other words, it can't be an unknown where a person is just found, you know, in the street and nobody knows anything about it. So you need to understand what happened with it. But then we do a neurologic exam. And the exam is looking for evidence of brain function. Ackerman says some of the ways to look for brain function have to do with the eyes. We look to see whether a person's pupils react, which shine very bright light in the eyes. We move their head back and forth to see if the eyes rotate or roll in the head. We may put ice water in the ears to also see whether or not the eyes are moving, uh, which would imply that there is brain function. Other ways to test if the patient is brain dead include monitoring their breathing and giving an EEG or brainwave test to see if any electrical activity can be measured. And more and more, they're also doing blood flow studies. So they're giving injections and they're seeing if there's any blood flow above the neck. Because when the brain dies, it's not like it's just sitting there waiting for blood flow. The brain swells and no blood is able to get up above the neck. And for any of you that have heard rumors of medical teams keeping someone alive just to get their organs, well, that's just not true. According to Minor Swartz, there's a lot of confusion about this. So people are not kept alive so that their organs can be donated. People are declared legally brain dead but their body is kept functioning through mechanical uh, life support. Because the circumstances of someone's death are limited, the amount of signed up organ donors that actually are able to donate their organs is only a small percentage. And I think the percentage is something like one or two percent of people who register to be organ donors are actually able to do that. And that's why there's so much need because so many people want to want to donate. The reality is so many people just plain can't. One of those people, a part of that percentage, is Casey Humes. To me, being an organ donor means a way to help people, even if you're still not alive. 
Like, I feel like if I die in, like, a car accident and, like, none of my major organs, you know, are damaged, then why not use it to help someone else? With your Impact News, I'm Carmen Scruggs.